Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Yeah, I think you're right. It's number one, it's a separation from God. And that's really the answer of eradicating child trafficking is bringing people to that understanding of who they really are and where they came from and that connection with God and that and listening to that still small voice of truth that we were all born with. And I have a book that'll be coming out in a few months. It's called, Are You Listening? With My Hand on My Heart. Not with my hand on my ear, but my hand on my heart. And it's because every single one of these operations in finding these children, I, I wasn't following logic and protocol. I was, I was being led and led to keep safe, led to where the children were. And so many things in life are that way. And if we stop listening, then it's easy to get off track. And then that, that still small voice gets quieter and quieter and more difficult to hear because you're being consumed by rage and anger and greed and lust and things that are a very low energy vibration that, that are taking you away from that space of peace and love and, and uh, progression. And so uh, yes, that is the answer. That is the answer. I, you know, I, I, I believe that I was allowed to see the darkest recesses of hell so that I could then come out and say, okay, now that I have your attention, let's talk about this. Really, what is it going to take to fix this? And, and that's the answer right there. That's what we all need to come to understand is that, that all of us have fallen short. All of us have sinned. All of us have been in a place sometime in our life where we were out of integrity in some way. But if we, if we just hold on to that pain and that guilt and that, and, 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 and don't forgive ourselves and don't move on, then the dark side can use that as a tool to say, well, you've already effed up there. Let's try this. I mean, you've already effed up there. Now let's try this. And that's that dark road. Those are those steps that is leading you away from that place of, of truth and light and love and, uh, and forgiveness for yourself and others. And so releasing that trauma that happened to you and releasing the fact that you aren't the same man today that you were five years ago. And, you know, I, I've, I'm no, I'm no saint. I'm on my third marriage, you know, and most of that was my fault. Um, and, but I'm in a really good place today. And I've, I've come to a place after having been in the pit of hell personally and seeing even worse in these situations that this is, this is a battle we can win and we can eradicate child trafficking. And now understand this, you know, I'm not, people say, oh, you know, you needed every one of those traffickers that we worked with. I, I would do everything in my power to ensure they never, ever, ever, ever hurt another child again. But I look at the entire situation, the guys who are simply have pornography addictions right now, a lot of them who are listening to us right now, you know, having compassion for them, for whatever it was that they were missing in their life that made them think that objectifying a woman in that way was something that was fulfilling, right? And understand that that is a step away from the light. That is a step towards that, that direction that we don't want to be. And we also need to understand that, 
you know, the things that were being fed by big Holly, by Hollywood and big media and social, all these things that were being force fed by agendas that are not in line with the moral compass that you were taught. We need to be aware of what's coming in. This movie was finished many years ago and we, we finished it over five years ago. And, uh, and it took a long time to get it out. We were, we were blocked everywhere from distribution. And uh, the only way to bring this message to the world was having a system like Angel Studios, where it was a grassroots movement. I, I say it this way. We, we brought it to the people by the people. The investors in it was people like myself and others. We didn't have big Hollywood that was investing. Uh, we did have Fox that put some money in, but then they were bought out by Disney. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so we were forced to come up with some money to buy them out. Um, and it just sat for years. But now with this which, new wave, we take it to the world, which is just yeah. exciting. Uh, I, how I, uh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're good, Jared. How is it that Disney, how is it that Disney wouldn't distribute this? I mean, them being, you know, they, they, most of the most of their legacy and and making you know their business model is all about children, and yet here we have a movie that is actually doing good for children and exposing them. A, a, there's no way they don't know that this problem is happening. Of course, and yet they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't put it. They I believe I believe Disney's agenda today is very different from the original vision that that Walt had. I'll just I'll just put it that way. And you can, you can see that, that slow but sure shift to taking away from the family values that were in the beginning with, with Walt. So I, that's the million-dollar question in, that everybody needs to ask themselves. Why? Why? Why were these, these big distribution companies not interested? You know, why, why would some companies that would put cuties on their platform not take Sound of Freedom? You know, for you late, right. listeners who don't know, I mean, cuties is horrible. We're, we're talking 10 year old strip dancing, you know, and, and provocative crap. It's, it was, it was, it was sickening that that would be put out as a, as a TV series. And, um, and Netflix said, no, nah, we're not going to take sound of freedom. Really? Mm. What does that say? So we just yeah. have to be hyper aware oh, of what's being brought into our homes into our minds and into our children's minds and where that's taking everything. You know, I don't think that, that there could have been a movement for three-year-olds deciding on sex change operations and, or not three-year-olds, third graders deciding on sex change operations for themselves. And, you know, fifth graders deciding that they want to be a, identified as a furry. Are you kidding me? You think that that would have happened 20 years ago? No. What has happened in our society that makes people think that that's okay in any way. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of it is just pure propaganda because the interesting thing is if you look at what, um, you know, the experts say that people actually want versus what is actually successful. And I, I think sound of freedom is the perfect example, but you know, they say that they, they don't want, um, masculine men, you know, they, that, toxic masculinity and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too far away from the focus, you know, of, of your movie and, and what we're talking about here. But if you look at all the really successful films, you know, Maverick, uh, you know, the Top Gun Maverick and, you know, some of these other movies where 
the, the, the entire story is oriented around a, a masculine man, you know, heroes overcoming evil. And, and those are the ones that, that hit a billion dollars. And then you, you, you look at sound of freedom and, you know, the fact that that movie has sat on the shelf for five years is appalling. That, that is just, and, and again, thank you, Paul, for doing what you did and for all the others that, that worked so hard to bring that movie to life and even, even financing that movie. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's like how many people would have never really come to the true realization that child trafficking is as prevalent as it is without that movie? You know, how many people are you, is, is it going to wake up and, you know, thank all the things that are good in life that, that, that is actually coming to, coming to play. And the fact that it's hit what, 150, $160 million now. Yeah. And what was it projected? You know, 20 million yeah. at the very beginning. It's like, you know, they, and the people that, uh, you know, frankly, the people that worked to suppress it should be called out. Yeah. Because if I, if, I think if, if most, most people in society are good people and most people in society, I guarantee agree with everything that we're talking about right now, but you know, they're, they're, most people are also so busy with what they're doing on a day-to-day basis that they just don't have time and they don't have, you know, just the mental capacity, the, the openings to, to do anything about this. And plus it's like what you said, what do we do about it? And, and so many people say, this problem is so massive. What can I, you know, I, I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I don't have the ability to do anything about it. So it's not something I can worry about. So I can't. And, but I think this movie has really opened up everybody's eyes and say, no, you can. And frankly, the, the message at the very end of the movie where Jim Caviezel comes out and he says, this is what you can do. If you can afford one ticket, an extra ticket, to pay for somebody that maybe can't, so they can see this movie and be inspired by it, I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, boy, I definitely need to ask you what it what it was like to work with work with him. I mean, <laughs> he just seems uh, he's one of my favorite actors. You know, The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite all time movies. Yeah, and you know, he is just he is just such a I have to tell you a uh, funny such an amazing funny side movie. story. I. I yeah. tell people that, that G- Jesus told me to buy a Harley. And they're like, what? So I was, we were in, we were in, uh, Card- we were in Columbia, we were filming. And, um, uh, it was, it was a couple nights where it was just me and Jim just sitting at dinner and talking and, and, uh, and he was, he was going through a bunch of pictures on his phone of, of some beautiful, uh, bikes and his Harley. He had a bunch of beautiful pictures of his Harley. And then he comes to this picture of this black, um, black one. It is gorgeous. This is road. It is so beautiful. And he, uh, he said, uh, he said, now this is the nicest bike I have ever seen. He said this, this, this millionaire bought it and put like $20,000 into it after he bought it before he ever even drove it a mile. And then, then, uh, and then his doctor told him that he couldn't because of his back. So he, he can't drive it. So he took it back into the dealership and, uh, and, and then Jim looks at me and he said, Paul, he said, no, now you have a Harley, right? And I said, no, I don't, I don't have a Harley. And then he goes into his Jesus voice. He's like, Paul, you need to buy this Harley. Right. And then he picks up his phone and he calls, uh, the Ventura 
um, California dealership that it was at. He goes, Hey, uh, this is Jim Caviezel. Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah. He said, Hey, that, that black, that black, uh, Harley that came in that millionaire brought in, is that still there? And, uh, they said, they said, well, yeah, actually we just got the paperwork this morning. There's a couple of people interested in it, but they haven't paid for it. And he goes, I have a cash buyer right now. I mean, he didn't even ask me, right? He said, I have a cash buyer right now. And he hands me the phone. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I, I give him my Amex and buy this motorcycle literally four minutes after I saw the picture of it because Jesus told me to. And, and we ended up doing, uh, we, we, we did this ride all the way down to big motorcycle rally in, in Vegas, Laughlin, Nevada, and a bunch of others with it together, me and Jim and some other guys. So anyway, yeah. So Jesus told me to buy a, buy a Harley. <laughs> well, if Jesus told you to do it, then that's man, right. You know, not even the wife can, not even the wife can, uh, complain about <laughs> exactly. that one, right? Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.